0: All right, welcome back into the Plank Show, right here on the home Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. That is Connor Pasby in for a vacationing Josh Helmer today. Um, interesting that this show cannot exist without a Helmer. So we will. We will still have Joey on with us in the 11 a.m. hour. It's been a fun show so far, very guest-intensive. In the first hour, we're at Cavens Construction. We do this every single Thursday. And Cavens Environmental, remediation, restoration, more than just construction, water extraction, sewer loss cleanup, mold testing, roofing. Chris is over there grinding away on the roofing side of things. And as you prepare for the holidays, carpet cleaning, air duct cleaning dryer vent, uh, dryer vent cleaning specials carpets clean two rooms for only 99 bucks and four rooms for $125 that's a great deal caven's construction one call handles it all 405-573-3048 we're still effring coach bronchek right connor yeah we're we're still yeah okay. we're
1: still working on it
0: so let me hit a couple of these air comfort solutions uh text line um Bob from Cement, yeah, I'm not answering the the second one, but I, I will laugh about this. He writes, I smell a tax increase coming. The Biden economy is rolling. Dow down over 700 today. I'm Bob from Cement. Come on, Bob. Don't get, don't get me down the political rabbit hole here today. I know I had a council member on, but it was also for the good of sports, right, for the good of our community we st- we stay away from that then we get a
1: text <laughs> like this from Bob from Yeah, the I Mitch. guess
0: I didn't have to read it. A uh, Kindle. Kindle has actually a, a fair question. What about building a new arena on the old softball field after the new softball stadium is built? You know, I there I need to have and maybe maybe we can do it on on Joe C day. But I'd love, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll get um, maybe I'll see if Joe C can come on the pod with me or maybe come on this show because you know the idea of trying to to renovate mccaslin i i'm just gonna i don't think that it's something that has been ignored or not brought up but there's obvious reasons why and finances you know it's not cheap we're acting like oh just go do this and i'm not saying you know, i'm not saying you it's a, it's a good question why'd you just go do this i mean look what it took to get a softball stadium built right you know you you go back historically for OU softball, and Patty Gasso, Coach Gasso. I know JT and I, a couple of years ago, and I think I think Kyle Cantu was with us. We we were just kind of getting a not a, necessarily a chuckle, but just in, in awe of how many different phases of upgrades and potential changes to Marita Hines Field had been talked about and in the works. For the better part of like, gosh, a decade before I even did play-by-play, right? And you know the process of all right. Well, here was here was an idea that they had back in two thousand and four, and here was one in 05, and here's pictures. Again, it it what it's not an easy process, right? I think all of us try to make it out like it's some sort of simple. Let's well, just go build it. There's the land. Look what they did at Illinois with their arena. Look, it's it's just. If it was that easy, it would have been done by now. I mean, it I would think. be.
1: It would be a great spot, though, at the old softball that, field I, I, I'm not down <laughs> that. I know, but I mean, yeah, like it's just a long process. You got to be really patient for sure. Something like that.
0: I also, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I think that there is kind of an unknown mindset around what they were wanting to do, but in the first idea, inclination, whatever, of a build for OU softball. The idea was that might become another parking garage. Don't know. Um, Again, it's a cool area, right? There's the tennis courts there. uh, There's the softball field. There's the massive field where the band practices and um, all kinds. It's it's just a neat little area. And it would be really close to that crossings. So I, I see what you're saying. But I just... If something like that were possible, then you know the, the, the idea behind a new arena isn't necessarily a new basketball. Oh, oh, hold on. My perspective, what I'm seeing here, isn't the idea that a new arena is going to be built for basketball. That's not what I'm seeing happening. What I'm seeing is a new arena that's being built for the city of Norman that will home and be the home of OU Basketball. Right. I don't think there's the Lloyd Noble center need upgrades. Absolutely. Everybody sees that. Uh, would it be cool? And I loved what uh, Stephen Holman brought up the idea of what if they did it something like they did at GIA um, for for the McCaslin Fieldhouse. I can tell you this much. Part of the reason why the. Yeah, I, we haven't got a hold of her yet. Poteasy. We're trying. We haven't been able to. get into, Have you tried coach again? Yeah, we'll okay. <laughs> we'll
1: we'll see if she uh, answers. Effort.
0: Okay, okay, but you know it's just the the, the Gallagher Iba thing. They raised the money, and Gary Sparks was an Oklahoma State alum and did incredible work on that. Um, just he he he's an Oklahoma State guy, so I think they got a pretty good deal on that too. Not to say there's not Oklahoma architects that would say, "I'll come do it for you, Josie," but I again, I don't think this idea right now is that they're going out to, to build a new basketball arena. Just when you look at the plan, there's some incredible upgrades that are in the works for OU basketball. I saw them, right? There's some really cool upgrades that Porter and Ginny need. Um, but from an arena perspective, yeah, they they this is more about something for Norman. This is more about uh, a multi-purpose facility and then, hey, here's the Oklahoma Sooners that play their games there i i travis was was all over this and um it, it was it was a really good point from travis and i don't i don't want to start a holy war but um he said four four things on this number one not many students go now to games number two the students that do go now will likely to continue to go to off campus number three University North would open up a multi-use complex with an entertainment district, which would be pretty cool, and it would make it easier for more Edmond OKC fans to get to a tip through rush hour. Oh, did I, I? Do I have Jenny's right number here? I'm going to send you a different number for it real quick. Hold it, on. Try, trying to work through this while <laughs> we it's on the air. I'm it, sorry. It but, would.
1: I mean, it would help the Edmond and Oklahoma City people. I think the time that they would build a new facility was after Buddy. Buddy Heels team in the run that they did, and they won a lot of ball games. And I think uh, the the chance of going to the SEC. I mean, I think you got to build something new to match up with the SEC basketball teams. But
0: I don't think it's going to be a process where, in uh, in any any way, shape, or form, you're worrying about uh, competing against the SEC, I think, is trying to do what's best for, for OU and what's best, in this case, for the city of Norman. All right, so you guys have takes on this, um, and and obviously the Air Comfort Solutions text line is blowing up. On the recruiting side of things, um, the Peyton Bowen report that you saw that made the rounds last night, kind of BS, not kind of BS, complete BS. Uh, Oklahoma's not in a bidding war with anyone, um, and I, I, as I understand the Peyton Bowen process, they are... In in those specific terms, getting the opportunity to present to him last. And I think that's a really, really big deal. So Oklahoma gets that final in-home, which is a massive deal when it comes to Peyton Bowen. Massive. Did you get the new number I sent you for Jenny, by the way? I did. You want, you want to try that um, the ne- next break? Well, I think this is the only chance that we have for okay, her let's right do it. now. Okay. So go ahead, let's go ahead and give her a call. I think I'd been – if I have an old number, uh, I apologize, Potesey. But that's the I had the I guess I had the cell number, so my bad. But uh, the Peyton Bowen conversation is one that honestly is is interesting because here is a guy that I think all of us feel has an opportunity to be something special, right? And would be a major flip. I mean, I've I've heard all the recruiting gurus tell me that when it first when the first the conversation first started around. Uh, Peyton Bowen the idea was uh, he said at Notre Dame he's not going anywhere so you know just just don't don't get too caught up about it yes I understand he's didn't guy or guy uh, he's a teammate of your five-star quarterback but that bond is too strong whenever it comes to Notre Dame but hey, look they've done a great job in getting in their in, in the living room and making a difference all right uh Judy Bronchek joins us the head women's basketball coach at OU coach I apologize apparently I'm not good at giving the proper numbers so uh, I hope things are going well. Thanks for still coming on with this. Uh, how has finals been for the ladies?
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry about the, the misunderstanding or confusion or whatever, but we're good now, right?
0: Yeah. So no, no. We're hopefully, good. You're hopefully on our me.
2: players did great for final. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, what is this week like for you at. as a
0: coach? What What's it like that's for you as a coach?
2: you mean like your stress level that everybody does a good job and at finals or you just mean like what we work on in practice i i tell you what i tell you what this the week you know the week before finals and and i'm going to speak honest with you because this is what we do right Mm -hmm. is you just as coaches you try to say yep we're going to work on all these things and you just try to you know manage it but I tell you the stress level of student-athletes, I mean, we're all over the place. So there's not a lot that you can really focus on. You just kind of focus on effort. You focus on trying to have fun. But you can definitely tell it's not it's not easy for student-athletes to to separate from, from finals and preparation of finals or, you know, the aftermath of a final, <laughs> you know, and to come in for basketball. So we're, we're as excited as anybody to get through finals week. And then, uh, then you get to focus on basketball for a little bit.
0: Man, it's been a great start to the season. Um, it's been so fun to watch uh, you guys taking care of Robert Morris last week to improve to eight and one on the season. Has there been has there been anything that surprised you about this team in the in this in this start to the first nine games?
2: I think probably the things that surprised me are. Um, You know, just just watching them still have a hunger and still continue to um, just want to get better. I I think there have been very few practices, if any, to be honest with you, that we haven't come in ready for the day. That doesn't mean we're always great. Um, But a lot of times you're still in that mode, especially this time of year where you're like, okay, let's try a little bit harder. Let's focus. I know we're practicing. I know we want to be playing in games. Uh, I do feel like, and I think that's the experience uh, of of our players to know that they know they need to show up every day and they want to, and I think they do just an incredible job of, of looking in the mirror and owning things. Like, we don't have any, oh, what was us. We have none of that. And when you have a whole group that, you know, doesn't, that that thinks in a positive way of, okay, we can control more than we think and let's play for fun. And we have that on a very consistent level. I think it gets surprising every year because that's not what you hear. You know, it's not what you hear from other people. It's not what we're hearing, um, you know, just as a narrative, especially for quote unquote, this generation. Right. And so I'm really proud of our team because I think they, they're really special and they're very unique and we got to get better. And we know that.
0: You know, I've—I mean, I say this a lot. I dig watching the way that you work. Uh, I like watching you coach. It's my favorite thing to do. That's why they probably don't let me do as many games because I get stuck watching your energy on the sidelines instead of calling a Wait. game. But I—but I also dig coach watching the way that you interact with your players. Like for instance, you—I uh, remember last year we were in a post-game conversation with Maddie Williams, and I think it might have even been the Baylor game, and she was talking about calls. And you're like, wait, we're not going to approach it like that. You know, we, we, it's not about getting the calls. You're going to go out and you're going to make this happen. So it, it's, has it been, I guess maybe that's a long way to ask. Has it been good to see this team be more in the mold of what Ginny Baranchek wants and, and how she envisions, uh, her type of player? And, and I guess even to add to it, to have a little size this year.
2: Just the size. I like that you added that really nonchalantly there. But yeah, it is nice to have people taller, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, no, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know if that is more of, you know, we just don't allow that to happen, or if it's more of the character of who who these women are. Um, but I do think I do think that we, you know, the, the more you're in it, the more you realize that you know, especially when you're a parent, right? Because like mm-hmm. when you say something to your kids, they're like, "Eh, you're you're just my mom." You know? <laughs> and I'm like, and I could give my kids basketball advice. And my kids are 10 and 8, you know? And they're like, "Eh, you just, you know, you coach college," right? And I'm like, "Yeah, but this is like what I do for a living, so I do kind of know." But then I look at our players and I think there's sometimes you can really speak some Like, you can speak hard truth for sure, but you can really speak to, you know, just to who they are and you can watch their light just shine in that space. And I mm. think that sometimes I sometimes I take for granted that seat probably, um, but I see it a lot when I'm, you know, just the mom with my own kids. And so I think from that standpoint, when we're, you know, when we're talking about, OK, let's you know, let's rise up. Let's focus on these things. I do think that they're very responsive, but I also think that's my favorite thing about coaching this age, because even though this world of the portal and this world of the, you know, NIL and we're, you know, all over the place with whether or not we win or whether or not we don't, you know, I think they, they have incredible character and I think that's why they're here. And it's, and I love their passion just for life and what they want to do. And so, I don't know if it, they're transforming into anything. I just think they're rising up and they're starting to figure out who they are and who they want to be, and it's fun to watch that, and it's fun to be a you know real small part of that.
0: Sunday at 2 o'clock, OU takes on Southern, and then um, a big one on Wednesday against Florida before the first conference game of the season, New Year's Eve against West Virginia. I, you mentioned the portal, so I, I feel like you get asked a lot, but I, I want to know more about Aubrey Jones, right? She's, She seems like over the last few games she's really kind of finding that groove a bit in your rotation. What's kind of caught your eye about the Iowa State transfer?
2: I think the fun thing is is I've – You know, this is you know, you talk about Maddie Williams and I sitting there and you know doing post games, and I love to do post game interviews or even pregame or any kind of any kind of media opportunity with players because it's fun to listen to how they talk about their team. And I tell you what, I've had probably three or four different players in those settings that have been asked about Aubrey, and I didn't even know, but they as a team (laughs) call her the cleanup crew. And because she just does all the little things and you might not even notice. And then all of a sudden she's got a double double or all of a sudden she comes up with this rebound or, you know, she's, you know, hits a, hits a three point shot or she's cutting to the basket. And I think her, uh, I think her confidence is growing. I think her uh, chemistry is growing with this team. I think she's got a great basketball IQ. I think she's continuing to get better every day. And. I think she's really starting to hit her groove with everybody, and it's and it's fun to watch. I mean, I think our biggest problem right now, Plank, is playing time because I, but there's just not enough time for everybody. And so we've really tried to balance it out. We've got great depth on our team, uh, and I think that's, you know, she's one of those that um, some games she's going to play a little bit more, some games that, you know, she'll play a little bit less, but uh, she just has this incredible impact on the floor
0: um i i've i am so sorry that i didn't get to you right at the top of the hour but you got time for two more quick ones or you got to get no
2: absolutely i always have time okay. for you i told you that
0: that's awesome that we made could, my we day spend
2: all day i don't know if you i don't know but if I, your well,
0: listeners want that but <laughs> no no i i, I mean the I the, the i'll just i'll share this with you the the very first text i just got when you came on from the 972 you gotta love coach jenny i'm glad i have season tickets uh, she's building something special. Now, in building that, we need to continue to build the crowd. We need to be, continue to build that home court advantage. And you're out doing everything you can. We, we got to continue to spread the word, coach, because it's fun basketball. Um, how can we help? What? What? Just, just get out and get to these games. Give, give tickets as gifts or whatever. Because, I mean, this team deserves a great home court advantage, don't they?
2: Oh, I think so. And I think, I mean, obviously. The environment is, is always what you want. And, and when you come, you have fun. You know, I mean, people right. are on their feet and, you know, they're, they're watching these women point to each other and smile and still play really hard. And, you know, it, it is. It's, it's fun basketball. Uh, and I think one of my favorite things right now, too, is watching all the young kids come. And there's a lot of different teams that come. And so if you know young people, they can come and they're comfortable. They don't have to come and just sit in their seat. You know, they get to be part of it. They get to meet the players. After every game, our players are up in the stands. You know, they're doing autograph sessions, all this stuff, after every single game. And so from that standpoint, you know, I I think a huge part is we want to do it together. You know, we don't want people Mm. just to come and support us. We want people to come and be part of it. And when you come in, that energy that you're bringing and – you know, bring your young kids, whether or not they like basketball or not, they're going to see these amazing women and they're going to get to meet them. I think anybody that's come for the first time always wants to come back. And so if we can just start to get more people to come, I think that's, so you're right. Yeah, just come, just come. And if you ever need tickets, you just got to let me know because I will get you tickets.
0: Um, and then one more, uh, every single time that you come on, I I absolutely positively get inundated with questions about Norman Tiger product. Kelby Washington, um, mm-hmm. Coach, how's how's it coming along? Are you expecting her back this year? What's the prognosis look like?
2: Well, now we're kind of in this in this position where does it doesn't make sense to to finish using the year, and so we right. will we'll continue to process through that. But I'm, you know, she's she looks good. She's there every day with us. Um, but we'll we'll do whatever makes the most okay. sense in terms of um, just her her eligibility, because we're already in December. You start to look at it. You know, you look you look at the long haul, even though you want to look right now. Uh, we're, we're definitely taking everything into account. So I don't know if she'll get back to um, playing in games this this year. We have not made that decision, um, but we also need to make sure that we're looking ahead in terms of her future.
0: I think the most important answer that fans get there is yes, Kelby Washington's still a part of the team and she's part of the fabric yeah. of the future of this program. So I, I, I guess there was there there I guess she wasn't on the bench for a couple games, so fans started to panic a little bit, but Kelby very much a part. Uh by the way, it's working, Coach. I just want to let you know before we let you go, just got a text message saying that listening to Coach inspired me to buy tickets to the game whenever they come to Lawrence. So there you go. It's working. Let's Amazing. go. We gotta Amazing. do this more Make often. Sure you
2: give them- Make sure you get our right number if more people need tickets, okay? Because I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to do that. So I'm sorry. It's my fault. And you know what? From here on it's out, we're good to go. We're good to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, Coach. I appreciate your time. Best okay. of luck on Sunday. Boomer. Sooner. <laughs> I I need to find out who the heck I've been texting. Then. <laughs> yeah, I need. To, I don't know.
1: We had someone. We had someone random probably getting. Four or five calls from well, myself. I'm just,
0: I'm, well, not just that, not just that. Uh, this is, and, and maybe she had a number change, or maybe she wasn't near her phone. Potizzi can clarify but i've probably sent about 15 text messages of hey congrats coach pump great start hey it, that was really that was really awesome to see man i'm so pumped for you great interview i think she was on with toby on the coach's show one night and i texted you're crushing it that was awesome so i i wonder if maybe the the phone number had been changed in some random person uh, with her numbers, like, what in the world Who is this, is phone this guy? number from 918? That had I, I guess this also back. Have I ever even had her right number? Oh my gosh, how embarrassing! I'm a terrible person. All right, quick break. Um, boy, the Air Comfort Solutions text line has been really, really interesting today. No BFC. <laughs> BFC text in, I like watching her when she isn't coaching. That's not what I – No, you, no. That's not what I meant, okay? Stop it. What I meant is she is awesome to watch. She is up and down the sidelines. She turns and she'll wave to the fans. She has the, the, the clap and the fist pump that she does. She'll get in an official's ear and let him have it. I mean, she is – she's it man and it she looks like awesome. yeah it looks like we got
1: more textures gonna buy more tickets for the game yes, which is awesome let's
0: go that's what we're here for let's go maybe maybe I can talk to uh maybe I can talk to Caitlin Fournier Caitlin Fournier who doesn't follow me anymore on Twitter we have to get to the bottom of what's going on with that but maybe I could ask Caitlin over at marketing maybe I can ask uh Poteese, Josh Potit somebody we need a we, we... We need to get some tickets. We need to paint that place whenever it comes to to getting fans in the stands. Yeah, I'm going to quickly go to break before I read any more of the texts that are coming in. We'll get caught up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We're a little bit – we're we're way ahead of the change next right here on the Home of Sooner fans. I feel – I feel terrible. I'm so sorry, uh, however I had that number or whomever I was texting. But we're on like a – we're on like a three-year, no, a two-year two year bender on that. Thanks, Plotizzi. Right, if you miss Jenny Baranchek, it'll be up on the podcast page coming up here in just a bit. All right, uh, let's get to the phones. 405-329-9000, we're at Cavins on a Thursday. It's the Plank Show. And True Sooner is in the house. What's going on, True? How are you?
3: I'm doing good, man. How you doing? And you- I'm good, man. Happy holidays. Hey you too. Hey you. John. I'm, I'm. You know. Every every year. I at this time of year. I always think about the cool stuff uh, we listen to during the day. And and it's really cool to have you guys uh, covering OU like you do. Uh, you guys do it Thanks, better so. than anybody. So yeah. And you personally also. Um, but I th- I still think we need a BFC like fifteen or thirty minute segment every day uh, where he joins you. And uh, uh,
0: no, no. I think oh, your ratings God. would go. I think it would be just to the. (laughs) I I like BFC, but I also like my job too.
1: We would, we would be, we would definitely be in some trouble if that occurred.
0: (laughs) Okay, just
3: just as a casual fan, I'm not a casual fan. I'm a fanatic, but just as a fan, looking at the OU program, I I'm talking about whether it be basketball or football. Does does it seem like, and it does seem like this from a fan standpoint, that like OU has to go through a lot. To get anything done, um, I you know go back to two thousand and three when after OU won the national championship to get all the the cool facilities that OU upgraded, whether it be the upper deck or whether it be the and then the south ends or the other yeah, south end zone and all that stuff, you know the softball stadium got to go out. You know the softball team has to go out and win some national titles and be dominant before mm-hmm. they is, is it is it just a money thing? I mean, because because you look around and you see the Texas... I don't know Texas has got unlimited money; they print it down there, but You look at Florida and other schools, and it seems like A&M, we need 108,000 feet stadium, boom, it's done. Does it seem like that it's just, it's really hard to get things done at OU, and and why why is that?
0: Man, true. You just asked one of the most loaded questions in the history of this program, but it's a fair one. Um, I, you know, I've been in Norman. I moved here in 15, and I've covered college sports since, gosh, I was in high school when I was in college, right? And I worked in the sports information department. And I think that that question you just asked about OU can be asked at about ninety five percent of the colleges in America. Um, it is not easy to to get things done. There is a relationship that has to be there between university and athletics. And sometimes I'm not saying it's the case at OU but sometimes that relationship can be tough, can be wrought with financial concerns, um, too much attention for one side. I don't think you have that at Oklahoma, but I also know that you know, it's not easy, right? I mean, let, let's face it. There was, what are we, just a couple months removed from the announcement of the, the, the campaign where they're, they're trying to raise $2 billion. So there is a lot of work to be done. And, I mean, I... It's a great question. I don't necessarily know if I have a great answer for you except to say that, you know, those issues I think are are prominent amongst a lot of colleges whenever it comes to right. trying to get everything done that you want. And it's a really good point on softball. I mean, I was bringing it up earlier. You know, you can go through and there are binders and pages of different projects that right. they wanted to get done. But what really got it cooking? Well, won a national championship in 16. Then in 17, right. they won a title. And we not say they're going to renovate uh, Marita Heinz Field. But then that renovation became it's a new stadium. And now, you know, you don't really get to that point where the funds are there until Love's jumps on board. And that's four years from there. So, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's a money thing. Well, and it's also not something where just we're all necessarily printing money.
3: Well and, and it sense. feels like, you know, obviously if you build it they will come. I'm not I'm not saying that you wanna be like Texas A and M and build a hundred you know, you know, add thirty more thousand seats to our football stadium. I'm I'm not saying go that route. But you know, Lloyd Noble, I mean you know who opened the Lloyd here's a trivia question for you, you know who the first act that was ever at the Lloyd Noble was? I've heard Andy this Gibb. before.
0: Andy, Andy Gibb from the Bee Gees?
3: <laughs> yeah back in 1970, whatever, whatever it was, 77 or 78, whenever Lloyd Noble opened up. So that tells you how old that place, I think. you know, I mean, this, disco was, you know, you know, the Bee Gees were, were hot on the charts when that, when that place, place opened. So, I mean, I don't know, man, I just feel like that it, I just feel like that, man, they just got to like do something because like, you know, if it was any other school, if you want to be big time, and I know OU does want to be big time and I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I, you know, I had season tickets and Billy Tuzzle was there. And, I, you know, I'm people fighting for tickets to go see OU and Loyola play or OU and UNLV play or whatever and, and the Big the Big 8 season and all that stuff. But I don't know what the answer is on why these kids aren't going to it, especially if they live, you know, within a mile of the place. But it's a head-scratcher for sure. But, man, it's just that, that place is, what, 50, almost 50 years old now. Almost.
0: Mm. I um, will say thanks for the call, Trey. I appreciate all it. Right, I'll see you, man. I don't think there is any fight or argument from anybody anywhere on the planet trying to tell you that the Lloyd Noble Center doesn't need an upgrade. I don't think you're getting that fight anymore.
1: It just, it just feels old. Like when you go watch a Big 12, like another arena in conference, then you go back and watch a game in Lloyd Noble. It's, it's, just, it's, it's
0: just a lot different. Need something happen. new. Yep. Um, it's 1038. Joey is coming up at 11 a.m. We are at Cavens Construction, uh, Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day at 11.15. It's been a fun show today. Uh, an information-gathering show, if you will. Hey, tomorrow on the program, Sam Godwin is going to join us from the University of Oklahoma as they get set to tip things back off after finals have wrapped up. that will be tomorrow right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref couple of quick notes we haven't hit on yet we've got a new president of the ncaa according to nicole uh nicole arback massachusetts governor charlie baker will be the next ncaa president his tenure will begin on march 1st of 2023 the ncaa went with someone with a political background, which I find to be quite interesting. And also, last night, the UC Regents approved the UCLA move to the Big Ten, but they will very likely have to subsidize Cal to do so. So in other words, let me try to make sense of that a little bit they're going to have to pay a penalty. I don't think it'll be quite as substantial of the rumor number for OU and Texas to get out of the the Big 12, but they're going to have to pay some pretty significant coin to to Cal. Uh, also, Mississippi State, in the aftermath of losing Mike Leach, have, uh, have gone ahead and elevated defensive coordinator Zach Annette as their new head football coach. Did I say Annette? Zach Arnett. Uh, they agreed to terms to make him the new head football coach. And just moments ago, it was announced that Drew Brees will join Ryan Walter's staff as an interim assistant coach. He wanted to help during the coaching transition. He'll assist the team in prep for the Citrus Bowl and coach in the game. And apparently, he can recruit via an NCAA waiver.
1: That, that's what caught me when I saw that same thing thing playing. I don't know how that makes any sense that he can recruit that he can recruit. <laughs> but hey, um, going back,
0: how about that? Going back to alma mater to, yeah. to help out. You know, I and I found this to be something rather consistent. Any anytime, anytime that there is a I don't even want to say a vacancy, but just a thought about who might be a uh what's the best way to put it. Who might who might be a what's a position that might need a little bit of juice? People are like why does a Teddy go coach linebackers? Get Rocky Calmus in here to coach him. Everyone just wants a guy who used to play. Um, this one's pretty interesting without any coaching experience and Drew Brees sliding back in. So yeah, hey, you know there's um there's a couple of other interesting nuggets about offensive coordinators out there that I think are are worth keeping an eye on. Like, have you, have you have you, kind of started to hear a little bit of buzz about what Purdue might be doing with their offensive coordinator? Because I, I, little Birdie told me that Ryan Walters might have his eyes Norman Way in, in, in maybe trying to see if a Joe John Finley would want to come there and run his offense for him. Little Birdie told me, too, that he might be really, really interested in Seth Luttrell. But I also, I mean, Joe John right now is is essentially the co-offensive coordinator. Now, again, Jeff Levy's the offensive coordinator. That's clear. He calls the plays. But Joe John's working with his best friend, and their kids all uh, are are buds. And I, I could not see Joe John leaving. But I... The idea of being able to go somewhere and call your own plays, right, is pretty cool. And I think that's what everyone wants. But I also think that Joe John Finley is a guy that if Jeff Levy gets a a head coach's gig over the next few years, that would almost be like an automatic. I'm telling you guys right now, you're not going to find a bigger fan of Jeff Levy on the planet than chris plank i'm i am his biggest supporter and fan and i know it got frustrating at times this year but he's going to be a head coach a 1a to that for me connor pasby is joe john finley he is a rock star he is an absolute rock star and he's not only a great recruiter he has a great coaching mind and he is going to be an offensive coordinator sooner rather than later and it shows you how smart some teams are and some coaches are when they're like what's going on down there in the 405 buddy how you doing and I think I think he and Ryan were on staff together here at OU for a while when Ryan was a defensive graduate assistant. But just something to keep an eye on. I, I don't I don't think it's gonna happen, but Yeah, they definitely would, was they would uh, love to see it happen, Connor, and Purdue, that's for sure. Or yeah. West Lafayette. Finley
1: was a great play had a great playing career at OU, already yep. making an impact right away at OU. And speaking of uh, offensive mind, sorry to get backtracked a little bit, but Go ahead. Bobby Petrino Gets back into the FBS as a new offensive coordinator under Barry Odom at UNLV.
0: Interesting hire. Good hire. Good hire. Two two buddies. I think he and – I think Odom and Petrino got to uh, develop a little bit of a friendship. So uh, Bobby Petrino slowly but surely inching his way back. And uh,
1: him and and Missouri State, I mean, nearly knocked off Arkansas. I mean, a game that they got up quite a bit and probably should have won. But you, you want to get back to the phone lines? we got Brian on hold. Yeah, let's get Brian
0: in here. Brian, welcome to the Plank Show. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, gentlemen. Uh, hey, thanks, you, Chris. Um, got a few things I want to touch on. One, um, it concerns me that the governor from Massachusetts is going to run, be running the NCAA, but that's all I'm going to
0: say on that <laughs> um, uh, and with the attitude of that state.
3: Moving um, on, uh, the truth is, troops-
0: about senators, and are they doing everything they can? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. And Hold on. Brian. There you go. Brian, we lost you for a cell. Go ahead. Restart. I'm giving you an uh, opportunity to blow in the cartridge and restart. Try again, man. We kind of lost you there in a cell. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, About
2: what Oklahoma is, I believe. It's
0: oh, no. Yeah, no. We'll try again. We'll try to get him in later. Brad, appreciate the phone call. There's there's about four or five cell areas across this region. Now, when you're driving on them, you're doomed. One of them is that corridor between uh, um, the airport in Goldsby and my home. And many of you travel quite a bit. Cell hell. Uh, the other is anywhere on the turnpike between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Still don't know why we can't get that figured out. And essentially, any back road.
1: That's a bad, yes, that's a bad one. You can't get any (laughs) self-service whatsoever.
0: Uh, All right, Brian, try to get back. Oh, look at this. Look at that, Amanda. Is this my holiday gift? I had left my coffee on the um, Keurig here. She just brought it to me. That's that's service. That's a team player. That's what what Cavens Construction is all about. 405-573-3048. All right, quick break. Brian, if you can get back in, please do so. Three two nine nine thousand. Would love to hear your perspective. Uh, Kind of dovetailing off True Sooner's take. Joey Helmer joins us in about 15 minutes from now. Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day at the bottom of next hour, right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. Got a couple minutes here before Joey Helmer joins us, along with... Connor Pazby, I'm Chris Plank. From the 479 off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, am I the only one that worries about OU having too many transfer portal guys and having a team full of guys that are all about them and not the OU logo? What if it takes true OU guys to get over the hump? Good question. Here's what I would say that's not going to be them, and it's not them. You, right now, and I know this is that big fight, but right now the only guys you've picked up out of the, the portal are McCullough, Austin Stogner, who's an OU guy, the defensive tackle out of Notre Dame, and uh, the the defensive back out of, uh, where was it? I always say it's the Juco kid. And for some reason I'm just completely blanking on his name. So now 8,000 people are texting me. Talking about from with NEO. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, can't,
1: I can't think of his name right now though. Hold
0: on. I don't you guys text me <laughs> save your text because I'm going to get it before you guys text it in. But I you know, you're kind of preaching to the you're kind of preaching to the choir here and that's what I've I've been saying nonstop. Um, this is not going to be a team that is going to be made up of of transfer portal guys, it's just it's it's not. It never will be. Uh, people get mad at me on this young very radio program whenever I say things like, you know what, it's um, it's not it's not going to be a team that takes more than maybe seven to eight guys out of the portal this year. And people are like, well, we're gonna suck then. I'm like, well, no, you know, it's just that's not. It's not going to be the foundation. They're going to go out. They're going to get him a couple offensive linemen. Apparently, they're not in on this kid from Rhode Island. They're obviously very involved in the uh, in the receiver world. That's just that's the reality of it. it you've got some holes to fill. Kindle Dolby, that's the name hey, from NEO. You beat me to it I was But at uh it. transfer portal
1: guys, I mean, you got other teams. It's not just OU that's trying to load up on transfer portal guys. Oh. If you got, I mean, if you got guys that can come in and make an immediate impact. I mean, the McColby guy, a freshman all-American. I mean, you want that type of talent to, yeah. <laughs> to come in and make an impact.
0: It's funny too because I laid out, you know, these they've got a lot of receiver offers out there and I'm listening to the the, the unofficial 40 and I'm listening to, to Josh, like, well, it doesn't seem like anything's happened. I'm like, well, none of these guys have committed anywhere yet. <laughs> I mean, you're, Cephas has been projected to Penn State, but he hasn't committed anywhere yet. Dante Cephas is a kid out of Kent State, so I'm not ready to, like, say, oh, this guy isn't coming here, or that guy's not coming there, because none of those guys have committed anywhere yet. So I'm not worried about it. I think the foundation is going to be on high school kids, and they'll be able to top off in the portal. This year, like last year, it'll probably be a little bit different. I think they'll err on the side of more high school guys though. We'll talk to Joey Helmer about it next, right here on